0: Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. We survived purgatory week. It is now upon us within seven days. We will know who the NFL champion is. Is it the Kansas City Chiefs or will it be the San Francisco 49ers? Time will tell, but I do like to tell the audience you have a collar shirt on. So that means right there in uh, Kansas City, Los Angeles, where you live, it's nothing but business. Kansas City, Los Angeles is crazy. (laughs) I've been in that apartment before. Let me tell you something, folks. It's red and yellow, the whole thing. It's got a big old <laughs> arrowhead on the wall behind the TV. It's insane. Even, even little Maverick
1: is running around yelling, Patrick
0: Mahomes is the best.
1: <laughs> you know what's actually funny? Every time I say go Chiefs, Maverick says go Lions. I don't know where that came from. He's been oh. doing that lately. Wow. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, no, go Chiefs. He'd be like, no, go Lions. Like, where does this come from? A house divided? And this is before the championship weekend. So I kept thinking maybe this is a sign it's going to be Chiefs-Lions in the Super Bowl. But obviously that didn't end up happening.
0: What if he becomes a Lions fan? Maverick is Mark's child, by the way, for the uninitiated.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, my dad didn't force any sports teams on me. So I feel like it would be unfair if I did. But I feel like if it was one team I had to force him, it has to be the Chiefs, right? Because he's still going to be old enough to remember who Patrick Mahomes is. He's only 28 years old. Mavericks 4 right now. So by the time he's like 7 or 8, Mahomes is only going to be 32 years old. I'm
0: just, But what if
1: if he's a Lions fan? I just, what if if he... If he really presses it, I'm not going to be like, okay, no, you have to be a Chiefs fan. But I still think he doesn't really know what he's doing yet. I think he's just saying that.
0: Well, I'll just know this. Prior to now, I would call, you know, making your child a Lions fan, child abuse. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, they did make the NFC Championship game this weekend, or last weekend, and and uh, not last weekend because that was Purgatory Week, two, two weekends weeks. ago. But uh, uh, Brad Holmes did have a very interesting exit press conference talking about how winning is going to be the new standard in Detroit. That's, that's, the, that's
1: the new hotness. Are you buying it? Do you think... While we're here, we might as well stay with you for a second. Do you think the Lions are going to have sustained success or is this kind of a flash in the pan type of year?
0: I think they should make the playoffs next year. Yeah. All the foundation is still there. Everything that they had to make the playoffs this year is still there. And I, I know that Jordan Love is supposed to be getting fitted for his gold jacket sometime. Let me see what time it is. Uh, 11.45, so by 2 o'clock, he should be uh, in that gold jacket and just sitting on it for another five years, but uh, I'm I'm not all the way there yet.
1: (laughs) That division is going to be interesting, right? Because Kirk Cousins is a free agent and don't know what's going to happen with him in Minnesota, and then what are the Bears going to do? That's something we got to talk about. You know, there's been a lot of discussion about should they take Caleb... Or should they just ride it out with Justin Fields? Where, where do you land on that whole debacle or whatever you want to call that situation in Chicago right now? I think it depends on what Washington wants. Because if Washington
0: is gonna be willing to move heaven and earth to get up to that first pick and take Caleb Williams, I might just stick with Justin Fields. Like I I'm not an anti-Fields guy. I think he can play. You know, especially if you like, is he gonna be, you know, the best quarterback in the division, maybe, probably not. But, like, also, we do this every single year with every single, you know, every single year. This quarterback, that quarterback. Remember when Trevor Lawrence was going to take over the AFC South? Right. Exactly. Now, C.J. Stroud, like, of the quarterbacks in the AFC South right now, C.J. Stroud is the only one to win a playoff game. Is that correct? No. Trevor Lawrence, no. Trevor Lawrence had the 27-0 yeah. uh, yeah, comeback. Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, But so, like, the, the, the playoff game wins are – Lawrence and Stroud tied
1: at one apiece. Yeah, and your boy AR is coming back next year. Anthony Richardson. I know you're you're pretty high on him from what I last I can remember. But, but I mean, he's he's
0: an athletic freak. So like, yeah, you know, it's it, now. But the question is, can he stay healthy? That's the big question. Yeah, and it always was going to be the question with him. Does not bode well so far because even in the six games that he was eligible for, he got knocked out of what two or three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, he needs to learn how to slide. But I think back to the Washington situation for me, well, Chicago first. How big of a gap do you think it really is as far as upside? That's all you can go off of right now because we haven't seen Caleb Williams play in the NFL yet. Is it that big of a gap? Because if it's not, I don't see the point of drafting Caleb Williams even if you think he's better because now I feel like you're kind of starting over again while wow, you can actually build around Justin Fields with your high picks in this year's draft. So to me, I, I don't think it's worth it. You know, Kayla Williams is what, barely six feet. You know, he always does the ad lib, out of the pocket stuff. I haven't seen him do too much stuff within structure, you know, one, two, three, boom, ball out. Like, that's kind of important at the next level. You know, you're not going to be able to get away with this scrambling around, playing backyard football every single down. I mean, yeah, it's cool when you have to, but I think I've seen way too much of it. And that could be a bad habit. Now, if you get the right coaching there, you know, the right system, then yeah, maybe things you can teach some things and you can fix some of his bad habits, but I, I, I don't think it's worth it for Chicago.
0: The thing that gets me about Caleb Williams, everybody compares him as the next Mahomes. But Mahomes was not the next Mahomes until he was Mahomes. Like, I vividly remember this. We were both working on Undisputed at the time. We had almost all the first round quarterbacks come and sit at the at the desk with Skip and Shannon. Remember, I remember Patrick Mahomes' interview. Nobody was worried about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like nobody was worried about him in the way that now, fast forward to however many years later, he's being discussed in the same email and the same topics in the same conversation as Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time. Like zero people. Zero people. The the Kansas City Chiefs that traded up for him, the New Orleans Saints who would have taken him if Kansas City didn't trade up for him. Like zero people had him at cause because predicting somebody to get to this point in their career is just disingenuous. Like to get this far this fast. You, you. that's just a hot take. That's the only thing that exists in this hot take world. And you can't have that be reality. Like, there's not a reality. What Mahomes is doing is unbelievable. And unbelievable means very, very difficult to believe.
1: Yeah, I will say this, though. Not as far as his career arc, but people were comparing his play style to like a Brett Favre even before he played. I I did I do remember seeing that a lot. You know, the gunslinger, you know, guy that runs around, plays backyard football. He had bad footwork. Like, I, I did hear those type of things, big arm. But obviously, nobody actually compared him, like, career-wise to be, like, a multi-time MVP. Actually, I think Brett Favre won it three years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. He did. Yeah, so nobody was saying that. But as far as play style, I do remember hearing those type of comparisons to but, Brett Favre, at least. But I
0: mean, okay, that's fine. He's already, he's he's well on the way to outpacing Brett Favre. He's already doubled him up in Super Bowls. Yeah. With the chance to triple him up now. Like, you know, it, it's just... He's played in uh, at least three more Champions Conference Championship games than Brett Favre did. You know, it's it's like, no. It, that's, that's what I'm talking about. The idea that you could... And, and, you know, Brett Favre. Brett Favre also had the most career interceptions in NFL history. Like, Patrick Mahomes does not. Like, he just doesn't. Like, I'm sorry. And, you know, it – no, so I – and that's another thing that bugs me is, of course, every every kid coming into the draft is a new, you know, Smith Trubisky's the next Steve Young, you know, they're all Hall, they're all compared to Hall of Famers, not just <laughs> not just solid players, no, 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 they're all all of them will be next the next Hall of Famers, okay. you know. So that's why you end up with Trevor Lawrence, Peyton it's Manning.
1: It's not sexy to say somebody's gonna be the next Ryan Tannehill, Martin. <laughs> what are you fan base going?
0: <laughs> you know what? Somebody just might be the next Ryan Tannehill, but. I do have a question for you Mark. Kid from Kansas City himself. Scale of 1 to 10, how nervous are you?
1: How doom nervous? Doom. Honestly, it's really low. I'm like at a, probably a 3 on the this nervous guy. scale. This guy. I mean, I was I'm just being honest. I was much I was much more nervous for the previous two games. Uh going to Buffalo, the first road game in the Mahomes era on, in the playoffs, a team that's been wanting to beat you for the last, what, four or five years, they finally got you in Orchard Park, you know, I was a little nervous about that game, then obviously the game in Baltimore, you know, the best team in the league, they got historic DVOA defensively, Lamar Jackson, the MVP, everything set up perfectly for them, all 53 guys on the roster were healthy enough to play in that game, so I mean, I, I just think it's pretty... Uh fair for me to say that those two games were more nerve-wracking than this one against a Niners team that, quite frankly, is very fortunate to be here. I mean, we both agree that they should have lost to the Packers. I mean, the Packers pretty much just gave them that game. And then the Lions were up 24-7 to at halftime against the team, and they were running the ball down their throats. Why would I be nervous?
0: See? See, this is why people tweet about you because you just there's, there's no respect for the opponent. Then the the Niners did get here. And you know what Kansas City? If you want to talk about it, they ran through that decimated Miami defense, decimated Buffalo defense. Now the Ravens game, I will give you that one. I'm not trying to, and I'm not taking away the other two either. But the Ravens game is one that, to me, again, I said this last week, but I'll stand a dog on it. The Ravens just not to take anything away from Kansas City because they had to go out there and put the hand around the neck. But the Ravens choked. Like, the way that they lost was a choke job. Like, that's that was a choke job. Um, but, again, Kansas City's the one that went out and put the hand around their neck. So it's not taking away from anything. And you did see MVS make that crazy catch which was probably the the most difficult catch he would have had to make all season and so maybe that's the key just throw it a little bit off so he's got to spin his whole body around every time he makes a catch you know that's what it is it was too easy for him to catch the balls earlier in the season that's that that I think that maybe that was the hang up there
1: (laughs) yeah but no this is not to disrespect the 49ers this is more of a confidence in the Kansas City Chiefs for me I just think it's a very favorable matchup you know Uh, Uh, Like I mentioned, their run defense has been very, very leaky as of late, to say the least. I mean, the Lions were just running down their throats. Aaron Jones had over 120 yards, I believe, in that game in the divisional round. And I just think with Pacheco and his running style with our offensive line, even though Joe Tooney's probably not going to play, but didn't even notice it last game against Baltimore. Nick Allegretti came in and played really well. He was actually the highest graded blocker. I know you love those those PFF blocking grades, Martin Weiss. Yeah, all this
0: PFF, DVOA, <laughs> EPA. Shut up.
1: He had the best uh, block rate in that uh, AFC Championship game, so I think they'll be fine there. And I think if they if they establish a running game in this one, and I'm sure it's going to be a, a point of emphasis. I mean, you got their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, questioning their effort and saying it was embarrassing. That's bad in the playoffs to get called out by your DC. I mean, does that just get fixed because of a, a off week? I'm not too sure.
0: You could say the same thing with the Kansas city pass catchers though. I mean, we saw an all time playoff game out of Travis Kelsey in the, in the AFC divisional round. And again, MVS did make that twirling carousel catch, but Kansas City, like, that's that was my whole reason why I picked the Ravens. It was like, do we really going to trust that these Kansas City wide receivers just all of a sudden grew hands where they had elbows before? Because it looked like all season they were trying to catch the ball with their elbows. But, you know, they were able to move the ball enough. But secretly, the, the key is Kansas City was running the ball. And here's the thing. Are they going to want to run the ball in the Super Bowl? You know, like, that's, like, like to me, the way the Chiefs won – and it's kind of been the way they've been winning all season in lower scoring games. But the idea that the Chiefs turned around and handed the ball off as much as they did in the AFC championship game is one that is like, which one of these is going to continue? Which trend is going to continue? I do think if they run the ball like that, they will be in great shape. But one thing I do, I'd be we'd be remiss to mention. I remember I'm old enough to remember last Super Bowl. All of a sudden, the Chiefs put guys in motion across the formation and the Eagles were like, oh, no, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? To the tune of 14 points, right? And I remember reading in The Athletic later on that week after the Super Bowl had concluded that they sat up and said it was Saturday night they said, you know what, let's add this motion into our offense. And, and run our same stuff out of it. We'll add this wide receiver motion into our offense and see what it does. And again, had the Eagles, had the Eagles safeties. They were supposed to rock and roll. They were rick and rolling all over the place. But the key there, the key there, that suggestion was made by one Eric Biennemi, who will not be there and has not been there all season. And it looks like he won't be in Washington, D.C. either. But just wondering if, you're missing that little that little wrinkle. A little that little wrinkle that that, that could be that I mean, I don't want to say it was the exact difference in the Super Bowl, but you scored 14 points off of it.
1: The only reason I say it will not be is because of the Chiefs defense and what I've seen from them this year. You talk about that Eagles game last year. It was 38 to 35. I mean, it was a shootout. Was a barn and Jalen Hurts couldn't throw the ball 40 yards in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. legitimately could not no. remember that Hail Mary at the end yeah. of the game he, he was put hurt. all his might into it so he put his all back and everything into that throw that <laughs> <was crazy. laughs> but I think in this case you have a defense that you can rely on and trust that you're not going to give up 30 plus points to where you don't maybe necessarily need all of these extra creativity type of plays and what you mentioned to earlier is they they were leaned into running the ball especially in that Baltimore game I don't see why that changes in this game against the Niners defense that has struggled against the run as of late. So I do think they will lean on that. And Mahomes has matured a lot and he has a lot more responsibilities at the line of scrimmage now to where maybe in the past he's checking out of these run plays. You know, I I look back to that Cincinnati game, the AFC championship game two years ago when they just stopped running the ball for some reason in the second half and he was looking like a deer in the headlights. Uh, That was probably his worst half he's ever played. So I I think that has gone a long way in him maturing as a player, being more of a game manager, which is kind of has a negative tone to it these days, which I don't think it necessarily does. I think it's a good thing for your quarterback to be a game manager, especially when he can still make game-changing plays as well as Patrick Mahomes can. So
0: to to beat the narrative to death, uh, the game manager thing, I've come to this conclusion based off of Cam Newton and the likes discussing game manager versus game changer. Game manager is a mentality. It's a mindset. Whereas, and the same thing with the game changer. Because neither one of these quarterbacks are game managers in the same way. Like, they're gonna take chances, they're gonna take risks, they're gonna put the ball in harm's way, and they're gonna trust that their guys are gonna get it done. That is game change. That's a game changer level. Because when you have a guy who's willing to do that, It doesn't matter all the time that the defense is in the perfect position because it's like you because and and very much like in basketball, you can play great defense still get scored on. Like that's just that's just the way that sports are these days. Like you know somebody's gonna score. You're not seeing too many shutouts unless you're watching uh, you know the Mets in April. I mean, look at that
1: that touchdown to Kelsey. Kyle Hamilton was draped on his back.
0: Right. That's so like exactly. That's you go up and give your guy a shot. You know what I'm saying? So like, and we know that's how that's been Brock Purdy's career MO since he started in this league. Is I'm just gonna give my guys a chance to make plays. And when you have those type of guys around you, you know, plays get made. Um But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. The last thing that I want to touch on personally from the week that was uh in between the AFC championship games and the Super Bowl. And we'll get into the game in the next segment. But uh Mike Vrabel, apparently too big of a head too big of a person to be a head football coach. This is the type of thing that uh I wish, I wish nothing but death and destruction on the franchises that decide this type of thing. Like you mean to tell me a linebacker can't coach a football team, but Mike McDaniel can? You know, like I'm just, you know, all I got, and there's no shade to Mike McDaniel, but it's like Mike McDaniel played wide receiver at Yale. At Yale. <laughs> you know, he's like, he played why was he at Yale. You know, Mike Brabel went to Ohio State and played what, what for years the the eight years in the NFL. Like, you know what I'm saying? Super Bowl champion had had a several touchdown catches in the Super Bowl, if I remember correctly. But uh, you know, it was one of those weird stats that Mike Brabel's near the top of in terms of passes caught by Tom Brady for a touchdown. And I think in the Super Bowl is Mike Brabel, but also still like too big. And if you're the owner, your money is so much bigger than everybody else. If you feel short, just take a couple hundred thousand million dollars, whatever, and stack one on the right foot and one on the left foot and stand on that and look down at Mike and be like, all right, you're going to be my new head coach.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I saw this story earlier today and I just kind of chuckled. I I thought it was fake at first, honestly, when I I saw it on Twitter or X at first and I was like, there's no way this is real. And I saw the article, but I mean... Yeah, that's crazy. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I would never make a decision like that based on somebody looking a quote unquote intimidating, you know. And uh, you know, and there and there's this connotation when you're talking about former NFL players that, you know, a lot of people think NFL football players aren't the smartest guys in the world, right? We hear about the dumb jock thing all the time, and I think maybe that is. Coming into play here, even though I don't know why, when this guy has coached the Tennessee Titans to an AFC championship game before, right? The Titans. So, and I know the last couple of years haven't been too great, but I mean, come on. You know, Ryan Tannehill's obviously on the downside of his career. That roster got pretty old quick they drafted two separate rookie quarterbacks that last, what, three years? Talking about Malik Willis and Will Levis. I'm not sure how much input that he had on that. I remember in one of those drafts, there was a, a video camera in the war room, and he didn't look too pleased with the pick. I can't remember which quarterback it was between the two. I think it was Levis, actually. So, I mean... I don't know, man. I I think it's um, it's malpractice in a lot of franchises right now that he does not have a job. I thought for sure he would get hired. I thought maybe Seattle could be a could have been a pretty good fit for him, but I, I think he'll get a job after the next cycle, after next season, though.
0: Come on down to New Orleans, brother.
1: You're not too big <laughs> for us.
0: You're not too big for us. That's how I feel about it. Um, let's take a quick break and then get into the game of the week. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesar Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFULL and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great, you keep those winnings. But if you lose, you get the stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users in the first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss. Bet maximum bonus bet. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within 7 days after the qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts call 1-800- Three two seven five zero five zero, or visit gambling helpline ma.org, Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia west virginia ohio and pennsylvania if you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in west virginia visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and to 467-369 sephora stores are everywhere you are So, Mark, I got to ask you, in the spirit of my good friend Dave Damischek, is this a must-win game? <laughs>
1: oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, I would say so. I think it is. Is it? it a tough one? <laughs> 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 nah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a must-win game. Uh, before we get into it, though, did you watch uh, Open at Night Media? I mean, I saw
0: a little bit, saw this and that. Uh, thank you to Travis Kelsey for straightening out the fact that People have been getting fades since, you know, the beginning of haircuts. And he did not invent this new haircut. So that that was cool by him, I suppose. But uh, So yeah,
1: I mean, you so tell me when you go to your barbershop, you don't ask to get that Travis Kelsey?
0: Yeah, believe it or not, no. Oh, okay. okay. Believe it or not, no, yeah. I. The only time I've ever gone to the barbershop, this is a true story, ever gone to the barbershop and asked for another man's haircut, it's been the Jason Tatum.
1: Mm, Okay. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. Which is not. And it's not that he
0: has started that haircut or anything. It's just, he's the most prominent person right now. I can think of who's wearing his hair like that, that the
1: barber would just automatically be like, yep, I know what to do. Now that I think about it, there's been a couple of guys, you know, especially like the younger kids that have been like, I need that. Like remember the Odell Beckham when he had the the blonde hair, even the Patrick Mahomes, like a a lot of kids I know, Try to get that Patrick Mahomes. They got enough. If they got enough hair to do the Mohawk thing in the middle, you know.
0: No, no, that, that I couldn't do that one. <laughs> I couldn't do the Patrick Mahomes. I don't think Patrick Mahomes should do the Patrick Mahomes. But well, you know it's funny, yeah. funny
1: about that? Uh, he said earlier this year, I think it was during a training camp. Somebody asked him about uh, how long do you think you're going to continue to rock this hair, and he said, "I don't know, man, but I can't be a 30 year old father with a Mohawk, so it's going to come off eventually."
0: You know, as I approach my 35th birthday, I've had some several moments of thinking of the same thing. It's like I can't be 35 years old and continue to behave in the way that I was at 25 years old. It's like I don't have to be I don't have to wear Dockers and, and Sperry's and, and and wear a belt every day and tuck my shirt in. But <laughs> it's something something's got to give. <laughs> something's got to give in this lifestyle, especially like when you think about how I was acting down there in uh in a Mobile, Alabama let me tell you something all you can do there are three things eat drink and watch football I did all three a lot of it (laughs) um but uh, I guess first before we get into the actual game did you enjoy the Pro Bowl how locked in were you I know you were watching every snap of flag football
1: can I be honest with you and it's not good for the show I did not watch one second of it
0: you know you should watch it with your son Okay. I, I think he would find cause I remember I was, I watched like the last 20 minutes okay. and I remember thinking how much fun I, I, I vividly remember sitting in my grandparents' house watching the skills competition, which used to be like the day before the pro bowl, mm-hmm. they would have like, you know, linemen throwing 10 yard outs and all those other kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. World's football's fastest man, like all these different, you know, back when it was on uh, I guess it's still on ESPN, but back when it was on standard definition, it's,
1: and it, was, and, it was it. In, and it was in Hawaii every year back then. Yeah,
0: it was in Hawaii every year. I remember watching those and thinking, "Man, that was that yeah. was fun as a kid." But okay. that's kind of where I think of it. You know, it's probably much more fun if you uh, still watch SpongeBob.
1: <laughs> well, I'll make sure next year that uh, me and Maverick are watching it.
0: No, but uh, so the game is here. It's time, Mark. Go ahead. Give us your spiel. What's the rundown? What do you see happening on Sunday?
1: Yeah, so for me, it's pretty simple. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. I think from the offensive standpoint, talking on the Chiefs perspective, obviously, have to establish the run early. I think when you do that, it's just going to open up everything else. And that's secondary. For the 49ers, is very, very vulnerable, to say the least. So I do think they can take advantage of that a lot of misdirection stuff. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has played the Niners three times in his career, and every time he plays them, Andy Reid, especially the one last year in San Francisco, I don't know if you remember, it was like week five, week six. It was actually CMC's first game as a Niner. He got traded there like three or four days prior to the game. They did a lot of uh, misdirection stuff, jet sweeps with McCole Hardman. You know, they kept Nick Bosa and those guys in a bind because we know they like to pin their ears back, get off field aggressively and get out to the quarterback. But Andy Reid does a good job of using your aggressiveness against you. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. And then the run game is much better than it was at that time last year. Remember, at that time last year, early in the season, CEH was still running back one for the Chiefs. It wasn't Pacheco yet. It didn't become Pacheco until about week eight, week nine of last year. So that's a different dynamic they're going to have to face this year. And I think with Rasheed Rice you know, your MVS's of the world. You're going to see a lot of quick game, quick passes, even to Kelsey, get them going, get the ball out of Mahomes' hands quick. And I I think having that balance is really going to keep the Niners' defense on edge. And let's not forget, this is Steve Wilkes. I believe this is his first Super Bowl as a DC, if I'm not mistaken. So I do think a lot of that plays a factor into it. We just saw them play against Baltimore and they had first time, Uh, OC and DC in that big game. So I think that stuff does matter. And on the other side, I think it's pretty simple. I'm I'm selling out on stopping CMC. I I am because I have the corners, I believe to match up with any receiver group in the league. So I think you sell out on stopping CMC, forcing them to second and third and long, and then you got to make Purdy beat you. And I just don't believe with the Chiefs secondary and with Chris Jones in the middle that he'll be able to do that.
0: You know, Mark, for the third consecutive game, Patrick Mahomes is an underdog. You know how many times this happened in the last six seasons?
1: I'm not sure. I'm sure it's not. Zero.
0: A- there <laughs> zero yeah. times that Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog three consecutive yeah. games. Yeah. I just think that's remarkable. <laughs>
1: and I, I know your rule. Your rule is you, you blind bet it every time. You don't care about the numbers or anything. If Mahomes is the underdog, you're taking the Chiefs
0: it burned me twice this year that uh yeah I'm trying to remember I can't remember exactly which games it was, but I was just like, thanks a lot, pal thanks a lot uh yeah. you know and, uh, so, and you know the other one was like uh favorites if he was a favorite of less than a field goal, which also burned me I think specifically against the Jets when he slid instead of taking a touchdown uh, yeah, yeah in the yeah. game in which that I actually went viral during that game. Because I saw I took that picture of Aaron Rodgers and Travis Kelsey, both of them uh wearing their mustaches and haircuts. Oh, I don't yeah. remember exactly. Oh, I said I think this this Looked picture like looks like it would arrest cops. me for going ten over.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking like old school cops back in the 70s. <laughs> did
0: you know that in eight of the last nine Super Bowls, the team that has won the toss has lost the game?
1: Mm. I did not know that. Who's the one team that broke that? Hmm. You know.
0: Oh, I think it was the Chiefs last year, actually.
1: Oh, was it? Oh, I didn't know. I really didn't know.
0: Yeah, I think it was the Chiefs last year. But okay. how But that? That's an interesting stat.
1: That is interesting. That is interesting. It's going to be a lot of, you know, Super Bowl always has these funny uh, bets and stuff you can make and things like that. I haven't fully dived into it yet, but I know you're about to give your take on the game. But I, I do wonder what's going to be like the Taylor Swift the Super Bowl bet like how many times her name is mentioned, how many times she's shown on the screen, there's going to be something like that you could actually make money on it.
0: I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Like in general, I think most of the time there's a logical explanation for most of the things that people will say, it's them who's doing it, right? Or they don't want you like, you know, I think they is probably generally explainable, but about the third quarter of the AFC Championship game, sitting in that Chiefs bar, I was like, this is, this, this is, this is, this is not happening. It's <laughs> like, there's no way the Ravens are coming back. Taylor Swift is going to be at the Super Bowl. I'm like, but you know what? I think flying to Japan and then flying back to Vegas, she's going to have some jet lag.
1: Yeah, she can, but I, from what I saw, she'll make it with plenty of time to spare to where she can, you know, take a nap, go to sleep, and be well-rested from what I remember seeing. Like, I think she should be able to get there like 10 to 12 hours before the game starts.
0: So, all right, and the last little stat that I'll give is like this, this uh, Kyle Shanahan, first of all, has the highest winning percentage in the playoffs, 64% of a coach that has not won a Super Bowl, which is something. He's also the Shanahan tree is incredible. Right. It's all across the league at this point. It's like. And to be and better than the Reed tree, especially in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, Kyle Shanahan, six and zero oh, straight up as a favorite in the playoffs. Four and two against the spread. You know what two didn't cover? The Chiefs Super Bowl four years ago. No, yeah. when he's a favorite. When he was oh, a favorite. when he's
1: the favorite. I thought the Niners were favorite in that game. They weren't favorites to get the Chiefs. So, no, you sure? We might have to double no,
0: to fact check that. Not according to this stat. Okay, okay. <laughs> but six because he's six and zero straight up as a favorite in the playoffs. Okay, okay. but the non covers were the divisional round against the uh, Packers and the conference championship against the Lions. So four and two, but
1: the two this year. Mm. Okay, I just looked it up. Yeah, the Chiefs were. A point and a have favorites in 2020. So yeah, that makes sense. Wow, but, okay, interesting.
0: So he hasn't been covering these games as a favorite yet, winning. Then against the Packers, that was the first time in 32 attempts that they made they won the game after trailing by five points in the fourth quarter, right? Mm-hmm. And also against the Lions had the largest comeback in NFC championship game history. And historically, you know, of course, you made me look like an idiot because I was on the, the radio as the Packers and the Lions were, I mean, Packers and the 49ers were playing. And I was yeah. like, you know, if the Packers have the lead going into the fourth quarter, they will not, the San Francisco will not win this game because Kyle Shanahan, Pounds table does not come back. Yeah. Sure enough. One in 31. That happened to be the one. Appreciate you, Kyle. Thanks a lot. But It feels like this postseason run for the 49ers is it's really different than anything that they have done in the past, especially when they're going on these runs to Super Bowls. Uh, As far as the game goes itself. I feel like Kyle Shanahan is due. I feel like he's due. Like when you think about it, like all the success that he has had at some point you would like to think he's got to break through the, the the glass ceiling of the super bowl this chiefs team is one that i feel like it just really comes down to in my opinion the chiefs offensive play calling if they drop back and throw the ball 50 times this game i think they'll lose like I, I that is not they need to be able to to run the ball run the rock and you know if 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 there's a it's been going well thus far but even in like the uh the the uh Bills game, I thought they should have ran the ball even more than they did in the, even though because they were running it for what felt like 10 yards a clip against the Ravens, they ran it, but it was also like a control the clock type of game. If the 49ers come out here and score first, I wonder how that will adjust the uh just how that will adjust the game planning for Kansas City. And because if they fall out of running the ball, I think they will lose this game. If it comes down to just Pat and Travis playing buddy ball like they essentially did in the AFC Championship, that was because that was the AFC Championship game script. We're gonna run the ball, and when we throw it, we're gonna throw it to Travis. Like that was that was pretty much the strategy. And then I mean we've seen Mahomes and one of his his great abilities that makes him as inevitable as Thanos is his ability to break contain and just sit there and wiggle and, and pump, and pump fake and pump fake and pump fake and just wait for Travis to get open and then throw the ball to Travis. Like that's a lot of time when he's, when he's moving like that, he's not really looking for the Rasheed Rice's or the MVS's or the McCall Harbin's of the world. Also speaking of McCall Hartman, will he fumble out the end zone?
1: no, <laughs> I don't think he's he's going to touch the ball. (laughs) I don't think he touched the ball in the Ravens game. I think he's experiencing a little benching situation here for what happened in Buffalo. But, you know, you're talking about it feels like Kyle Shanahan is due. Well, you know who else felt like they were due? The Buffalo Bills when they went to four straight Super Bowls back in the day, right? They felt like they were due. Oh, we went last year. This is our second year. We want to get it this year. Oh, we didn't get it that year. Third year in a row, baby. We're due. All right, definitely. If we're going to get it, come on, four years in a row, we're definitely going to win this one. They lost all four of them. Uh, you know what else felt like they would do? The Buffalo Bills. Oh, we finally got Mahomes in Orchard Park. We always got to play our era. Yeah, I
0: wasn't it, buying that one. I wasn't buying that one. I that just team saying, was but, lucky but that, was, that was a
1: narrative, though. People were saying it, though. i did, not saying you were saying it, but it, people were saying they feel do. They feel do. Their favorite air at home. And it they, it didn't happen. So, I mean, you know, I I understand the sentiment. But uh, I think this Kansas City Chiefs team has a way of kind of breaking through teams that feel like they're due. And also, I, the well, one last thing I'll say ahead, before
0: is it is bothering me and concerning me in a way that I was actually concerned on the flip side last Super Bowl. Cause I was just betting the Chiefs. I was like, I'm taking Kansas City. I've seen enough out of Philly. I know that Philly's got this great defensive line, so on and so forth. Blase blah. I'm taking Kansas City. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I was. My analysis was very vanilla last year. I was like, I'm taking Kansas City. I bet on Patrick Mahomes. Um, it seems to me that everybody in the world has since now copied my analysis from last year saying, I'm just betting on Patrick Mahomes. I'm just betting on Patrick Mahomes. Don't talk to me about it. I'm betting on Patrick Mahomes. you think I'm dumb? Of course I'm betting on Patrick Mahomes. And this line, this line has stayed as still as LA traffic in the rain. It's not moving. It's not going anywhere. It's staying right there it opened at two and a half is down to two and every, every report across the board from all the different, you know, sports book reporters that I follow. And then just anecdotally from everybody who i talked to, who is not based out of the Bay area, shout out Katie Mox. They're all taking the chiefs.
1: Yeah, I can see why that, that would scare you. I, I understand that, but I think you're going to regret not going with your rule of thumb when it comes to betting and, take him home. He's an underdog. I know it's burned you a couple times this year. I understand that, but the receiver is actually catching the ball now, you know, I, I, as we've seen the last couple of games in the playoffs. And I, I think this is a perfect matchup for this offense to explode. I, I really don't fear this Niners defense at all, man. Like they can be had. And this game may be a little more high scoring than people would expect because I could see a world where the Chiefs get out to early lead. And the, the Niners are just kind of in that desperate hurry up mode offensively. And, you know, maybe the Chiefs defense gets a little soft in coverage in the second half or something like that. And they put up some points. So uh, I would look at the over under there as well, if you're looking for any extra plays. But at the end of the day for me. Here, here's my thing, and this has this is no more game analysis or anything. I already went through that. This is just pure feelings and vibes and everything. Remember, folks, he's got on a college shirt.
0: Strictly business over here.
1: <laughs> I just don't see Patrick Mahomes and this team losing a chance to repeat twice. Remember the first time they played the Bucs, they had a chance to repeat. Obviously, we know about the offensive line and how Mahomes was running for his life. He ran for over 300 yards sideways in that game. But they had That was one of the most
0: impressive quarterback performances you'll ever see on a loss.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%, 100%. And, you know, they had a chance to repeat in that game. Now you get another chance to repeat. You know, everybody's talking about, is this a dynasty? If they win this game, they solidify themselves as a dynasty. They could be the first team to repeat since the early 2000s New England Patriots. And we know that all that's on Mahomes' mind. He could say it's not and whatever to the media, but we know the real that he wants to chase and be the next Tom Brady of this generation. So I, I think getting his third one at 28 years old, having a repeat, Solidifying yourself as a dynasty, I I think that just overweighs the Kyle Shanahan feel like he's due narrative or mystery relevant Brock Purdy thing, right? I, I just I just don't see him losing a chance to repeat twice, man. I just don't.
0: So I am excited to see the the debut of the new Chiefs number one wide receiver. <laughs> did you hear about this? Uh, come on, you know I did. It was all on my feed. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Kadarius Tony says if he's a number one receiver, yeah, if he gets the ball, so I'm, I'm excited to see. Got to catch it first, you know, Kadarius Tony. You know, know, it, maybe he'll catch it like that guy who caught the baby out the fire. He didn't drop it like Aguilar, um, but you know, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see if uh, Kadarius Tony does turn into the number one wide receiver that he says he is. He's not. I am even gonna, interested to even, see that.
1: He's not going to be active. He's not playing.
0: He's not going to oh, play. Wow, he's, he's not, not gonna even going to play. Gonna play.
1: Why? why? Why would you throw him in now? He hasn't played since, what, early December against New England? And the last image we have of him is dropping a pass that led to interception. He hasn't played since then. Why would you throw him into the biggest game of the year when things have been just fine without him?
0: It's I, a I bold strategy see. to bench your number one wide receiver going into the oh Super Bowl. Bold <laughs> strategy, name, Cotton. We'll see if it works out. Is,
1: is his name Rasheed Rice now? I didn't know that.
0: Hey, you know what? I do have a Shout out to Vikel Matthew, who's at the Super Bowl in press week, and he asked Rasheed Rice, uh, white rice, chicken fried rice, Jerry Rice, or Rasheed Rice, which is the best <laughs> rice? Uh, that was the uh, – and my my man Dave asking everybody if it was a must-win game and getting the responses from that, that was probably the best question I saw at Super Bowl media night. So hat <laughs> tip to you, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah, I did see
1: that. That was funny. <laughs>
0: All right, bro, you got anything left or the Super Bowl? You ready to take a break and go and give out the lemon pepper parlays? Let's get into the lemon pepper parlay, man. All right. I'm on the books. It's official. I'm on wax. I'm taking Kansas City to lose the Super Bowl and San Francisco to go ahead and win. And just a pro tip, if you're taking one team to win, obviously underdog wins are going to cover the spread and regularly. But overwhelmingly, the team that wins does cover the spread in the Super Bowl. Forty eight, seven and two against the spread, that's an 87% clip. That's a pretty good number. That's a B plus in most colleges. If you uh, take, so if you're gonna bet the 49ers, don't mess around with the spread. Now watch, of course they're gonna win by one just because it's me picking it. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take the 49ers to win this game. And I think it stays under. I think it would stay under the forty-seven, but I think it'll bump right up against it. I think we're looking at like a twenty-three to you know twenty-three twenty-one game. Where do you where do you land on first of all your game prediction, and then we'll do a lemon pepper parlays.
1: Yeah, so I got the Chiefs winning this game. Obviously, I think it goes over the the total points. I got the Chiefs about thirty-one twenty-three, kind of what I'm feeling. I think the Chiefs offense is rolling in this game. I think they put on a full display. I think Andy Reid really lets everything out the bag, obviously, with nothing else after this game to play for. So I think you see a masterclass class uh, play calling game from Big Red. And for my lemon pepper parlay, I'm getting a little wild, man. It's the last game of the season. I'm going out there. And I think both of these got a fair shot of happening for some pretty good odds. So I got the Chiefs money line. No, obviously, they're on their dog there, so you get that plus money. Then how about pairing that with a first touchdown score, Martin? Travis Kelsey gets on the board first. Get both of those plays at plus 1,300. You have to pay your rent. I'm going
0: that would pay the rent, or you might just be out 100 bucks.
1: <laughs>
0: Depends on how you play it. I'm going to play. By lemon pepper parlay is uh correlated with who I think will be the MVP of this game. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey over 90 and a half rushing yards and Christian McCaffrey over 33 and a half receiving yards. That receiving number is ridiculous. I think he definitely cracks over 33 and a half receiving yards, especially when you consider just how men just how good the Chiefs cornerbacks are. Do you know what Odarius Sneed's personal reason is for missing media day? Is it like the birth of a child or is it like, yep, you know?
1: Yeah, yep. they they released the photo.
0: Yep. Okay, all right, because that all right, so he'll be he'll be fine to play Sunday, because you know why don't, we, why don't we just say he's missing the game for the birth of his child? I had to. be was on the radio all. Yeah, I don't know why got to get
1: so secret about this type of stuff.
0: <laughs> I was on the radio all championship week I was talking about Kadarius Tony's going to miss the game due to a hip injury and personal reasons. Like I was like, maybe the personal reasons is his hip hurts, but uh, anyway, <laughs> Uh taking McCaffrey, and if you just want to do one of those plays, go ahead and bang. Over receiving yards, he will get a check down and he will break this thing. Um, and I think right there at four and at just a little bit over four and a half to one for him to win the MVP is good value. Um, I am not a believer in the Brock Purdy of this Super Bowl MVP and definitely not ready for an off season and which we talk about Brock Purdy is a top seven quarterback in the league because if he wins a Super Bowl MVP, that's all people are gonna be trying to shoehorn him into is Brock Purdy top five. And it's like when in reality, the conversation, and this is not even a slight on him, but if, if they had lost that Packers game, the question would be, will Brock Brady be the quarterback for the 49ers next season? Uh, And, you know, that's just me as a television producer. I know how this thing goes. You know, it's like just being
1: realistic. I know how this thing goes. Kirk Cousins is out there. Kyle Shanahan does like Kirk Cousins. We know that. Will
0: will Brady come back and play for the 49ers next year? Right. (laughs) It's, you know, coming up next on FS1. Yeah, no, but I, I think Christian McCaffrey at four and a half to one is probably the best value to win MVP here. And I think, but I do think if the game goes the way that you're seeing it, there's no chance it's not Patrick Mahomes unless Travis Kelsey catches like three touchdowns. Even then, even then, like you don't even even then, I think yeah. if 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 he catches less than two, it's going to be Pat.
1: It would have to be a combination of like three touchdowns and like close to 200 yards.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it would have to. It would have to be mountain uh, move mountain, mountains would have to move for that to be the case. But Mark, this Super Bowl in Vegas, they're expecting. 23
1: billion dollars in bets on the Super Bowl. My gosh, that's crazy. That is wild, man. And next year is gonna be in your old stomping grounds in New Orleans next year. Second team to uh host a
0: Super Bowl, right? The New Orleans Saints, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. No chance.
1: Zero chance. No chance whatsoever. Well, I just want to say this before we end this episode. Um well, I guess I I guess I guess can't say that because I picked against your team in the championship too. I picked Washington to beat Michigan. So maybe this is the omen that the other co-host that goes against the team that's in the championship, their team ends up winning. So I picked Washington, Michigan won. You're picking the Niners. That means the Chiefs are going to win and we'll be a, a podcast of champions.
0: You know, that could be a podcast of champions. That's right. Or I could be 2-0 in championship games. <laughs> then what?
1: <laughs> then I'll be a sad
0: individual come next week. Yeah, no, but uh, I would say, if anything, let's be honest, if you're not betting on this game or if you are betting on this game, let's just root for a good one. It's the last one for a long time. This is going to be the last one for a long, long time. And after that, it's just going to be watching drafts and is Spencer Rattler a first-round pick? You know, these types of conversations. which I- J.J. McCarthy, your boy. Yo, like, what? (laughs) People are losing their minds. (laughs) They're losing their minds. I
1: watched every J.J. McCarthy snap.
0: And at no point did I think he was a first-round pick. Like, top 64 at best. Like, if J.J. McCarthy was a third-round draft pick, I wouldn't even blink. I'd be like, you know what? That's a good fit. See people mocking him, they're like, Denver, or, or, you know, huh? What?
1: Craziness. Craziness.
0: But, you know, I do think I think Spencer Rattler has a. If he lands in the right spot,
1: he's got he a great talent.
0: shot to have a really good NFL career. He's got but what Super Bowl is this now? 54, 53? 58, man. Come on. 58? Geez see It's all it's all about the the Roman numerals mess me up like I you know they did the fifty and that was good for me I just I just looked at the the logo in my mind's eye and I just saw the three the oh, one two yeah. and three so that's where I went fifty three because I know we're in somewhere in the fifties hopefully when they get to sixty I'll you know maybe I'll learn Roman numerals then. Re,
1: you'll reset for you right <laughs> yeah because I'm just I
0: still remember Super Bowl SB five zero. Oh, so yeah, was, that was, could have that been was a, so much easier to do was, SB 5-1, SB 5-2, SB 5-3. That's you the know, only one I,
1: I remember, it too, because they actually had the number. That was Broncos-Panthers, right?
0: I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Well, will Patrick Mahomes surpass Brady? We'll see you next week.